Hello, my name is Jardine Gomez-Golar. I am first secretary of the Hague Conference on Private International Law. I am going to talk today about the Hague Conference on Private International Law, its origins, structure, and contributions to the rule of law and civil access to justice. Two interesting events happened in 1893. The first was that, while director of the National Conservatory of Music in New York City, the Czech composer Antonín Vojak wrote his Symphony No. 9 in E minor, popularly known as the New World Symphony. Inspired by his new experiences in the United States while longing for his roots in Bohemia, the New World Symphony represented Vojak's quest to harmonize musical traditions across borders at the third turn of the century. It premiered with the New York Philharmonic under the baton of Anton Seidel to worldwide acclaim. The same year witnessed the convocation, at the instigation of the Dutch jurist Tobias Asser, of the first diplomatic session of the Hague Conference on Private International Law, or HCCH. As noted by the chairman of the Nobel Committee when awarding the 1911 Peace Prize to Asser, the first diplomatic sessions in The Hague prepared the ground for conventions which would establish uniformity in private international law, leading to greater public security and justice in international relations. Asa proposed that nation-states appoint permanent commissions to contribute to the work of The Hague Conference. Such contributions, he believed, would lay the foundations for an international organization which, without interfering with the complete legislative autonomy of states, would contribute to the codification of international civil law. Four diplomatic conferences were held in The Hague between 1893 and 1904. These conferences mostly gathered continental European states and, in 1904, also Japan. Seven multilateral treaties unifying private international law were concluded, five on international family law, and two on international civil procedure. These early treaties attempted to ensure the continuity of relationships across borders on the basis of mutual respect between states. However, with the early 1900s seeing an increase in nationalism, the framework established by the early Hague Conventions did not come close to achieving their goal of harmonizing and unifying private international law. It was only after the Second World War that private international law saw a renaissance. The devastating effects of the Second World War had brought home the necessity of international cooperation and the fundamental nature of an international society based on the affirmation of human dignity and the rule of law. In 1951, 15 states gathered to make the HCCH a permanent international intergovernmental organization through the adoption of its statute. The statute, which entered into force on the 15th of July 1955, provided that the mandate of the HCCH was simply to work for the progressive unification of private international law. Today, the HCCH is a global organization convening states to negotiate and agree on treaties relating to cross-border issues affecting individuals, families, businesses, and organizations. Administering international instruments involving over 150 states, the frameworks established by the HCCH conventions actualize human rights principles and sustainable development goals. They have real-world impact for the people on the ground. 
What is private international law? Private international law concerns issues that arise where there are conflicts in the domestic law of different countries related to private transactions. These include what jurisdiction applies, choice of court, forum selection or renvoi, or transfer of proceedings, the choice of applicable law, the recognition or enforcement of a foreign judgment or decision, and the mechanisms by which legal cooperation between states work. Additionally, the HCCH works to more firmly establish international legal cooperation in the field of private international law by facilitating communication between the relevant authorities in resolving these issues. The HCCH conventions have aimed to find internationally agreed approaches to these issues in the fields of international family law and child protection law, international civil procedure and litigation, and international financial and commercial law. How is this done in practice? The Permanent Bureau, serving as the Secretariat of the HCCH, facilitates the work of members in the drafting and adoption of multilateral treaties. After preparatory research has been done by the Permanent Bureau, preliminary drafts of the Convention are drawn up by special commissions, comprised of governmental experts. The drafts are discussed at length, with the final negotiated text adopted at a plenary sitting of a diplomatic session. Once adopted, the final negotiated text forms a new HCCH convention. In some cases, parties to a convention must accept a non-member's accession. Where applicable, the system of acceptance varies from convention to convention. Some conventions provide for a system of tacit acceptance, whereby acceptance is considered given if there is no opposition after a certain period of time. Examples include Article 12 of the 1961 Convention abolishing the requirement of legalization for foreign public documents, better known as the Apostille Convention, as well as Article 58.3 of the 1996 Convention on Jurisdiction, Applicable Law, Recognition, Enforcement and Cooperation in Respect of Parental Responsibility and Measures for the Protection of Children or the Child Protection Convention. Other conventions require express acceptance by the parties to the convention, such as the mechanisms provided for in Article 39 of the 1970 Convention on the Taking of Evidence Abroad in Civil or Commercial Matters, and in Article 38, Paragraph 4 of the 1980 Convention on the Civil Aspects of International Child Abduction. The HCCH also cooperates and coordinates with a number of international organizations, including the United Nations, particularly its Commission on International Trade Law, UNCITRAL, the United Nations Children's Fund, or UNICEF, the Committee on the Rights of the Child, and the High Commissioner for Refugees. Other international organizations that the ACCH works with includes the International Institute for the Unification of Private Law, UNIDOA, the Council of Europe, the Organization of American States, the Commonwealth Secretariat, and the Asian African Legal Consultative Organization. Certain non-governmental organizations, such as the International Social Service, the International Society of Family Law, the International Chamber of Commerce, the International Bar Association, the International Law Association, the American Association of Private International Law, ASADIP, the International Association of Lawyers, the International Union of Latin Notaries, and the International Union of Judicial Officers, among others, 
have observer status and regularly attend Hague Conference meetings. The HCCH operates on the basis of consensus. Special commissions, working groups and experts groups are convened to discuss and consult on substantive issues relating to current or possible future conventions, as well as to issues that arise in the post-convention work of the organization. In some instances, the special commissions prepared a text of draft conventions or recommendations. The members of the HCCH meet in plenary at a diplomatic session to discuss and adopt the text of draft conventions or recommendations prepared by the special commissions. All of the texts adopted are brought together in a final act, which is signed by the delegations. In between diplomatic sessions, the Council on General Affairs and Policy meets annually and acts as the governing body of the organization. The organization's activities are organized by the Permanent Bureau. The Permanent Bureau has its seat at The Hague and has two regional offices in Buenos Aires and Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. The Permanent Bureau's main task is the preparation and organization of the plenary sessions and the special commissions. It functions as a technical secretariat that carries out the research on topics mandated by the members of the organization. The Permanent Bureau also acts as the focal point of contact with the national organs, experts and delegates of member and the central authorities designated by the parties to the Hague Conventions on Judicial and Administrative Cooperation, as well as with other international organizations. What impact has the HCCH had on the evolution of private international law? In addition to its statute, from 1951 to 2019, the conference adopted a further 40 international instruments, the most recent of which is the Convention on the Recognition and Enforcement of Foreign Judgments in Civil or Commercial Matters of the 2nd of July 2019. In supporting the unification of private international law rules across disparate legal systems and jurisdictions, the work of the HCCH has had a significant impact on the development of private international law principles. The HCCH conventions, for example, introduced the concept of party autonomy. An example of the application of party autonomy can be found in Articles 7 and 8 of the 2007 Protocol on the law applicable to maintenance obligations. The concept of the freedom of choice of law has its corollary in the freedom of choice of court, a concept given effect to by Articles 5 and 6 of the 2005 Convention on Choice of Court Agreements. A second lasting legacy of the HCCH Conventions is the factual concept of habitual residence as a primary connecting factor an innovation that superseded the use of the concepts of nationality or domicile. The concept of habitual residence is a cornerstone, for example, in the preamble and in Article 3 of the 1980 Child Abduction Convention, Article 2 of the 1993 Convention on Protection of Children and Cooperation in Respect of Inter-Country Adoption Convention, Article 5 of the 1996 Child Protection Convention, and Article 5 of the 2000 Convention on the International Protection of Adults. A third innovation by the HCCH Conventions is the establishment of direct channels of administrative and judicial cooperation. 
1965 Convention on the Service Abroad of Judicial and Extrajudicial Documents in Civil or Commercial Matters achieves this both under its Article 5 main channel and the alternative channels provided for under Articles 8, 9, and 10. Both Chapters 1 and 2 of the 1970 Evidence Convention establish frameworks for direct communication and cooperation between administrative and judicial authorities. Similarly, the 1961 Apostille Convention replaces, by virtue of Articles 2 and 3, the convoluted process of legalization of documents for use across borders, with a simple certificate issued by a competent authority. The concept of direct channels of communication and cooperation has also been applied in the HCCH conventions dealing with international family law. A successful example of direct channels of cooperation pioneered by the HCCH conventions is the International Hague Network of Judges, a global network for direct judicial communications between liaison judges. The HCCH continues to promote civil access to justice and the rule of law by ensuring legal security, certainty and predictability for individuals, families, corporate entities and institutions whose activities transcend the boundaries between different jurisdictions and legal systems. While respecting the global diversity of legal traditions, the HCCH promotes the orderly and efficient settlement of disputes and promotes good governance through the rule of law. The New World Symphony was a triumph for Vaujac, who noted that the beautiful and varied themes are the product of the soil. It is an accolade most befitting, then, that exactly 50 years before the date of this recording, astronaut Neil Armstrong took an audio recording of the New World Symphony with him during the 1969 Apollo 11 mission, the first human landing on the Moon. Born in the same year as the New World Symphony and inspired by the same concepts of diversity and cross-fertilization of innovation and traditions, the framework of instruments under the auspices of the HCCH presents a New World Symphony for private international law. Time will be the best test of its durability and relevance. One can only hope that, as the HCCH traverses its second century, the ubiquity and currency of its legal innovations continue to be effective. Perhaps one day, like the New World Symphony, the conventions under the framework of the Hague Conference on Private International Law will also transcend worlds. Thank you.